Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, it's Chatting with Nat. Yes, it's Natalie Jean, it's Natalie Jean, and today we have pop artist Shawnee Rain. I hope I said her last name right. Nashville-based pop artist Shawnee Rain has blended elements of pop, soul, and blues to create a truly unique music experience. Shawnee uses her music to tell a story and wants to use her platform to inspire. Shawnee has recently been featured on MTV's and has been working with SWV's member, Taz George, and gearing up to release several new singles summer and fall of 2021. During COVID, like many creatives, she used this time to rediscover herself and has taken all her music down from social platforms in order to completely rebrand and rediscover herself July 31st, she will be officially announcing the release of her new music and her newfound identity. Let's give her a round of applause. Thank you so thank you so much for that introduction. That was so fun. <laughs> yes, I have to give warm welcome plus my two hands, you know, two hands are in that. So how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's uh it's a little hot in Nashville, so you know, I'm hiding from the outdoors currently, but I am I'm doing great. <laughs> I feel your vibe. I feel your vibe. Here in Maryland it's been kinda of crazy. It's kinda of hot. But I'm also going through I'm also going through hot flashes and uh, any heat is like bad for me. I can't even begin I could just go into a sordid detail of these hot flashes. Uh, it's not oh, fun. Oh, no, I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know what? Not every woman gets them, but I got them, and they can last for seven years. I'm dying here. Ooh. But this is on me. <laughs> yeah, ooh, that's what I said. When my mom told me she, she had them for seven years, I was like, I don't think I'll make it. I just, I don't. It, yeah, it, it, I, I don't think I could make it. Hot flashes <laughs> are not anything to mess around with. I've never seen anything like this. And one more thing, I was, I was asking somebody, has any woman ever ever committed murder while they were on menopause? I wouldn't be shocked because you're probably. so you're, probably you're so crazy. <laughs> now I'm not gonna do that, but you're so crazy. It's crazy. So how have you been uh, doing this pandemic? Um, the pandemic was a little wacky, to be honest. I, I feel like I went through every phase, you know, there was the phase where I'm like, I'm going to get so much accomplished, I'm going to write, I'm going to learn a new skill. And then, you know, fast forward a week later, and I'm like drinking a bottle of wine by myself and just like, <laughs> being so emotional and just like, on the floor, like thinking the world is ending. So now I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, back, like, at more of a normal head view, like 
things are doable again and manageable again and as things start to open back up in Nashville, I feel like I'm starting to feel more like my normal self <laughs> before uh, before COVID hit us. I mean, I get you. I mean, during COVID, I was like, yeah, okay. You know, I was, I was working from home. I have this uh, um, smart keyboard that I've had in a box for five years, and I'm like, I'm going to take it out. I'm going to learn how to play mm-hmm. this game. I'm going to uh-huh. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I sat and some Oreo cookies. I drank. Yes, I did. I drank. I was yes. I, I, I drank I, a lot. I drank a sour <laughs> sour beer every night. Child, my butt couldn't get out of the door anymore. I was like, I mean, it, it, it was just like I think the pandemic made some of us very numb. Like we had these ideas we were going to accomplish all this stuff because like this was almost like free time. The pandemic was crazy. People were dying and all that stuff. And it was bad, but there, then, you know, there's some positive things that happened through it, but, and we're like, we're going to do all these things, but we're still numb because we're thinking, am I living in a pandemic where I have to wear a mask or I can't go outside? I can't be near these people. It is crazy. And so during yeah, the- and you don't know when it's going to end, you know, exactly, exactly. Just last night, I was laying down and I was watching the Olympics on my phone and I was like, you know, I, I just can't believe there, there, there's a pandemic. I, who would have ever thought that we would see something like this in our time? Like we know about these exactly. things a hundred years ago, but we would never uh-huh. thought something like this would happen. So I see that you're a courageous lady. I see that you're just like, I'm taking all my stuff off of the social media platform, off of streaming. I'm just going to do, redo everything. Yes. I'm just going to go <laughs> yes. redo my thing. You really thought it through. So the, see, my next question is always, you know, since you had that downtime, did you think about, you know, the type of artist that you wanted to be? Did you want to write different music? You want to be an effective mm-hmm. player? You know, what, what mm-hmm. may take everything off and I'm going to start mute. Well, I feel like before um, the pandemic, I, I was just kind of, throwing things out there without a plan and I I feel like a lot of the songs I had released were kind of all over the place um and I really wanted people to know me when they listen to my music and kind of know what I'm trying to say what I'm trying to do what my intentions are and who I am as a as not just an artist but as a person because that's that's really important to me like I'm very passionate about people and building relationships and just like you know, exposing my heart. And I think before COVID, I was more focused on, you know, the entrepreneur side of being an artist and and less of the showing who I was. And so as a result, I feel like that was being reflected in the, in what I was putting out and the music I was choosing to put out and how like rushed some of my releases were. And now I I really wanted to sit back and um, I, you know, I, I had, several experiences that made me realize that I I needed to do some soul searching, not even as an artist, but as a person. And so once I started down that journey, um, I I kind of really felt that I wanted to rebrand and re and reapproach how I was representing myself and how I was telling my story. Wow. That's courageous. I love it. You know what? You got to be, do you and you got to be you and you got to be your authentic yeah. self. you know you got to make sure yeah, that one of my favorite 
One of my favorite um, sayings, or I guess expressions, um, is authenticity over perfection. I, I think before I was so focused on perfection, you know, I wanted everything to be really good and I wanted people to like really like me, you know what I mean? And it's not about that. It's about not people liking me, but maybe just like knowing who I am and then choosing whether or not they like vibe with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I shouldn't try to, that shouldn't be my focus. And I think before um, I kind of got caught up in that a little bit and I, I don't think I was representing myself in a true light. I, I get that a hundred percent. Cause um, you know, recently this, well, this year I've been putting up these inspirational quotes and, and, it, and the, the word authentic kept, kept coming back to me, authentic, 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 about being real, loving mm-hmm. yourself, yourself first, um, not caring about what, uh, what people think. Like I was raised in a house of, I come from, my parents come from Haiti and, and, and the Haitians are always caring about what people think. And, you know, and I grew up like that. Uh-huh. And, and later in life, I, I started to change. I said, I can't, I'm not going to live up to what you want me to be. I have to be what yes. I'm supposed to be. And if, you, if people don't yes. like that, that's tough on them. I really don't care. But I had to learn yes. to love myself and love everything. Yes. And Great. know, that, you know. <laughs> It's, it's, but you, you have, and it, when you're creating music also, you know that music is subjective. Not everybody's going to love yourself, but there are people going to love it. You just do you. Uh-huh. Because there's always you going to be you. someone going to love your stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And I think um, I, I kind of hit that same, or went through that same experience where, um, you know, I grew up just kind of living how I was told to, you know, doing what I was told to do and, you know, yada, yada, but I never really did what I wanted to do. And I never really lived my authentic life. And I got to a point in life where I, it was necessary. Like I had to, like I had to do some soul searching. I had to like go down what I call a spiritual journey to where I really dove into what it was that I wanted and what I needed, you know, in order to be myself. And I needed that to be my focus and less of what I thought other people wanted of me. Yeah, I completely get that. It's it's crazy how um, people want you to just accept them and they won't accept you who, who, for who you are. It, it really mm-hmm. It's, it's super, 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 duper, duper crazy. Now, how is the Nashville scene when it comes to your type of music? Obviously, you do pop what? soul blues. Um, how has Nashville embraced you? You know, Nashville is is a um, interesting place. Um, there, I personally think that there are more talented non-country artists here than there are country artists because I feel like the country music market here is so saturated that it all kind of starts to sound the same. But like the hip-hop scene, the R&B scene, the pop scene, it's all kind of like underground. But these artists just like kind of blow me away. I'm just like, whoa, like how are you in Music City where it's like known for country music? And I think that's it's allowed me to really um, dive deeper um, as an artist and, and really want to do better. That's and great. Learn and grow from them. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've been to uh, Nashville several times and um, what I love, I love 
downtown where you go to listen to all the music. I was just in awe of the fact that you had one restaurant and it was like music in one room, music in a different room and a different everywhere, different yeah, every floor. <laughs> and I mean, and people are just vibing; they're just having a great time, and you're just like, oh my god, this mm-hmm. is I love it. Um, what yeah. was it about the music industry or music period where you were like, whoa? This is what I want to do with my life. Was it a performance? Was it something that you heard that got you all excited? You know, it, this might be a very long-winded answer, um, but it was kind of a sequence of events. Um, so I, I started writing and singing when I was really young, probably about like 10-ish, 10 to 12. Um, and so I actually grew up in a very strict house. And so my parents, didn't allow us to listen to music, didn't allow us to watch TV. We were very sheltered, um, very Christian, very conservative. And so I started writing poems and then when I was younger, and then I started putting them to music. And we had a, you know, we had a piano that was more so for, like, decoration, if anything, um, in our house. Like, nobody played it. And so when no one was home, I would try to, like, match what I was singing to the notes on the, on the piano. And so that was like the, my first introduction to, and that was my favorite time to really, you know, express myself and really like, I loved when nobody was home because that's what I wanted to do. And then fast forward several years and um, I, I was a runner. And so I was on, you know, running and I think I was in like seventh or eighth grade. And um, on the side of the road, I saw a CD and it ended up being Maroon 5 CD um, songs about Jane, that album. And again, when nobody was home, I, I would listen to the CD. I learned all of the songs. I would like perform for myself, you know what I mean? Like with a fake mic, using my hand as a mic. And that, you know, I, again, I didn't realize that I was like, want that those were things that artists want to do, you know, and I just, I just love just kind of the idea of performing and not really understanding that that's what I was doing. And then, you know, I graduated high school, went to college, ran track and field and was, you know, known as the athlete. Um, And I still hid that side of myself. Like I never told anybody that I wanted to sing. I never told people that I wrote. I, I just kept that all to myself. And I, I, I kind of, uh, had a crisis period in high school or in college where I was just so unhappy. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I was, you know, my parents told me that like I should be preparing for law school. So all of my courses were like geared towards law school and I was just so unhappy. And I had a breakdown where I just quit track. I dropped out of school and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) And I just kind of panicked. Um, and one of my friends, they asked me, like, what is it that you, like, really want to do? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, no, like, if you had to pick something, what is it that you want to do? And I was like, well, I want to sing. And that's the first time I actually admitted it to myself. Um, and then I, I just decided right then and there um, that I was going to move to Nashville. And I had no idea what I was doing, no clue. Um, I didn't even know what that meant. Like, I didn't even know what moving to Nashville meant. I just was like, I feel like that's a place where there are a lot of musicians. (laughs) So I'm going to go there. (laughs) So that's, and it took me years. It took me years before I even told anybody in Nashville that I wanted to do music and that I, you know, tried to even pursue it. Um, But one of my mentors, I I met him 
at Panera of all places, and he literally just walked up to me, and he's like, you look like you're an artist. And I was like, uh, and then I was like, yeah, I sing. And that's the first time I admitted to anybody that I sang. And after I had, like, admitted it out loud to him, like, it was, it just kind of all made sense to me. And he was like, send me your music. And, you know, it was a, it was quite some time before I, I felt like I had anything to send him that was like worth anything. Um, and he's been mentoring me ever since he's introduced me to some really great people in the music industry. Um, and he's, he's family now. I love that. I love those kind of stories almost discovered in a coffee shop. <laughs> beautiful stories like that I mean it's amazing yeah honestly it just like he just walked up to me he's like you look like an artist I'm like um what do I say (laughs) you know when you when you write your autobiography you have something to say people are gonna be like oh my god that can happen to me too that's beautiful yeah so you do pop soul and blues so describe what your music is like you know what is your writing process like so I really can only write if I'm really feeling something. So I, I'm a situational writer. Um, I wrote a lot more when I was younger because I was, you know, I, I didn't really have anybody to talk to or anybody to really express to what I was feeling. Um, right. And so that was my only outlet. But now, you know, I have, like, friends and, you know, um, and seeing someone. So And my brother, like, we're a lot closer now. So I have more outlets. Um, okay. But when I'm really feeling something, it'll just weigh down on me until I just it just pours out. And so I'm not very good at, like, sitting down and trying to, like, force something. I just have to kind of wait for it to hit me. And then once that happens, I'll just sit and write and sing whatever I'm feeling or whatever hits me, and then I'll just record it. And I don't, like, I don't stop the recorder. I don't, like, I just record, like, I hit play and then I just kind of sit there and feel and sing whatever it is that I'm you know going through and then I usually don't do anything with it for a while and then I'll come back to it when I I feel a little more like level-headed and then I'll I'll bring it to a producer and I'll match it to a beat or you know um, so it's it's kind of a long process um, but it's it's my that's the only way I've been able to write you're um you remind me of me. Um I can't force myself to write. So I was sitting there at the paper or the computer yes, I saw mm-hmm. um computer for hours and said, yes. Lord Jesus because yes. um, <laughs> Natalie has nothing. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, and- Nashville's very big about co-writes. So, you know, when I first was like, I'm going to do this artist thing, um, I tried doing the co-writing thing, and it was the most awkward, like, awkward experiences ever. Like, I would just sit in the room, and, like, like we would just stare at each other, or they would be like, oh, this is how you write a song. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, it's just very weird, <laughs> for me at least. Okay. But I have my own process, and it works for me, and that's all I got to say. No, I I completely, I I completely get that. Um, uh, Because 
and and I've done a lot of collaborations, so I've been lucky to work with people that are great writers. Sometimes I let them write first, and they send me their stuff, and I'm like, oh, this sounds great. Let me add my little two cents to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I get the whole collaboration thing because sometimes you 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 can have different mindsets or you write a different way. I'm not an advocate all the time for you know writing verse verse chorus uh, verse mm-hmm. verse blah 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 you know in in my recent writings i've i've written songs like more like poetry you know mm, yeah right now right now, right now i'm writing a song in his verse verse chorus verse verse i'm just trying right um <laughs> but, uh, I'm just being, trying to be a little traditional because i'm like oh my god what am i going to say here i have so much to say how do i say it? i don't want to use that word well but um no, uh-huh. but I, love artists that write the way that they want to write and that there's no reason that we have to stick to a certain way and but i know in nashville there, there's yeah. sticklers for a certain way of writing even you know yes. even when i some songs in songwriting contests and they'll give feedback and they said i would have done this but i said but that's not what i did and that's not what you mm-hmm. feel like you yes. can't tell me how to express my emotions or my words in a, in a song that I'm writing. For example, I wrote about my own sexual assault and and what did it? It got, uh, it won something, but the person came back and said, well, I would have done this. It's like, how are you going to tell me about my yeah, own period? Basically, yeah, and how, period. How, to express that though? how are you going to yeah, do that? Wow. wow. So like, okay, thanks, whatever. But, but that's, that, I understand you completely. That's what I'm saying. I understand you completely. So we're going to play your song. Let's see which song we're gonna. We're gonna play your song, Reflection. Tell me what that's about. Okay, so that is about um, my. So I'm I'm adopted, and my my birth mom passed away when I was three, and okay. it's always just left this giant hole in my heart. And um, when I started on like the spiritual journey that I keep mentioning, um, I, I kept seeing her face in the mirror when I would look into the mirror and it would always make me do like a double take. And, and so I, I sat down and, and this was a poem first. It was a spoken word poem that I put to a track, but it's it just describing how I'm feeling or how I felt when I kept seeing her. And I was trying to understand what that meant and like why I kept seeing her in the mirror. I love it already. I loved it, all right. Let me play some reflection. In the mirror, saw your face. Had to stop and do a double take. Cause I miss you. Don't you know I need you? I only see you when I'm feeling low. But I need you Don't you know I need you Your affection is all I see Looking at the dark Make it this far, my soul in chains 
till I'm torn apart I need you Don't you know I need you Just trying to survive Looking for love Cause I've been deprived I need you Don't you know I need you of it I honestly like if if like nothing ever comes of this or if nobody ever hears my music or ever cares um, I'm at the point now where I realize how important it is for me to be able to express myself and to really like have an outlet that makes sense to me and that is what I love the most about it is just that I, I have something that's completely my own that is all me, 100% me, and and I get to kind of mold and create and heal how I, how I need to. And that is my favorite part about it. Um, and, and when performing, I think my favorite part about that is, like, mm-hmm. somebody else might – relate to saying or what happened or or just the emotion that is being conveyed and just all of that to me is an expression you know so I that's that's what I love about being an artist that's awesome I love that um (laughs) one of the things you told me um in your emails that you changed your last name so tell me about that Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is actually a COVID thing. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I don't have um, the best relationship with my adoptive family, um, and I, I really struggled uh, moving past, uh, you know, how, how I was raised and a lot of the trauma I had to work through. And I wasn't – we weren't speaking, and we hadn't spoken for years, and I was at this point where I was really trying to heal and move past 
um, you know, things that I, I had kind of suppressed for years, and instead of trying to deal with them, I just was running from them. And right. so I, I was at a point where I was like, I feel like in order to really move past this, like I need to, I need to change my last name. And right. so rain actually um, symbolizes rebirth and baptism and not in like the traditional or Christian sense, but just as a, a fresh start, you know, and just a, a new beginning, you know, like water symbolizes washing something right. old away and emerging with something new and potentially better and fresh. And that's, that's what I really wanted to feel and to kind of convey with, with rain. And so, yeah, I, I changed, changed my last name, which is very on brand for me being very dramatic. <laughs> hey, you're setting yourself free. You're setting yes, yourself. exactly. So you don't need it. You don't need it. I like it. No, ma'am. And you, you gotta be you. You gotta be you. What, out of all of your songs, what, which one do you love to perform and why? Ooh, I love to perform Disease. Okay. Um, because that song, um, that song's actually about my adopted mom. And so, mm. um, I, again, I wrote this when I was um, going through this journey and trying to understand myself, and it just hit me. Like, I sat down on the floor, and I was like, I... I don't know what it is that I'm trying to say. And then it all just, it came out of me in like minutes. Um, and I realized that I was still really hurt from how, how she treated me. Um, and when I performed that song, I think it's part of me. Like every time I perform it, I feel like I'm kind of standing up for myself. And I never did that as a kid. I, I And even as an adult, I've never actually, you know, stood up for myself and be like, you know, you really hurt me. And I think I get to do that when I perform um, that song in particular. And I didn't realize how important that was for me to, to do that and to feel that. And it's it's empowering. And I think that's once I wrote that song and recorded that song and, you know, I released it, I took it, I took it down, but I'm going to include it on my album. But mm-hmm. once I wrote that song, I was like, wow, <laughs> like I was, I'm, I have some things to work through. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and music is so therapeutic. You're like, oh, I didn't know I had all of that in me. Oh my God. Exactly. But music helps you through the process also. Sometimes, once you sing it or you write it down, it's almost uh, it's almost a re- like a release. And the thing is, you know, you can forgive. You can say, you know what? You forgive the person. You move on. You don't ever have to speak to the person ever again. I'm not into that. Well, I forgive. You know, you can talk to. No, no, <laughs> you can yeah. forgive. Somebody. And you and and you can never see the person again and never talk to them. You don't. Honestly, have- that's that's. That's where I'm at with with the majority of my family. I, you know, I've I've I'm past it. I feel like I'm more focused on healing, and so I've forgiven them, and I don't hold on to that resentment anymore. But I also don't intentionally try to reach out to them, and I don't try to include them in in my life um, because I don't think that's healthy for me. Yeah, and I understand it, and you have to do what's right for yourself. But it's a good segue because we're going to play. Disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
August. Hold on, let me actually look. I have this in front of me, my calendar. August 22nd is when I'm going to be um, debuting, I guess, my, my new brand. And mm. so I'm going to start putting out a song every six weeks for a very long time. I have a lot of songs. I have a lot of things to say, awesome. <laughs> a lot of things that I've held in and held on to. Um, some of those songs will be repeats because I've, I've released them before, right. but I, I didn't really feel like I did them justice. Um, but uh, my goal is 2022 to put out an album. And so I'm going to just do a single at a time and then boom, album. <laughs> so that's, that's my that. plan. Yeah. A lot more people are releasing singles, you know, during the pandemic, I was able to do a lot of web webinars on music, social media, TikTok, everything. And, um, and there, and people are like, yeah, people are just releasing singles. People don't really do albums anymore, but, I believe that, it, you know, if you have a theme for an album, you should go for it, you know, because with, with, if you have a, especially if you have a lot to say, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. I think <laughs> albums are beautiful, they're wonderful. I think people should continue to make them. Um, I get the mm-hmm. whole thing because sometimes, you know, now with streaming services, people pick and choose what they want to hear or what they want to buy and stuff like that. People, you know, will buy a CD if, um, Basically, if you're touring and you're selling merch, you're more likely to sell your CDs there. <clears throat> I don't do CDs anymore. Mm-hmm. But they're expensive. And then you end up having a box. They are very expensive. <laughs> also, like, I don't think anybody like owns a CD player anymore. So it's just like, eh, Exactly. But, but you know what's crazy is that some of these places that review music, they still ask for CDs. And I'm like, dude. Seriously? Go online (laughs) and just click on the song and you'll have it right there. It is the most bizarre thing in the world to me. I told this one one online thing because they had people that review and they were like asking for CDs. And I'm like, I told them, don't you think that's a bit archaic? I said, if you want a CD, I can burn the songs. But you probably get them a lot faster if you just go online and listen to them. It's not going to hurt you. Um, yeah, I honestly wouldn't even know how to burn music onto a CD. I, I've i owned one CD, and that's the CD I told you about earlier with Maroon, right. Maroon 5. I've never actually bought a CD. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, there's that. <laughs> I'm old as dirt, so I've had tapes, CDs. I've had albums, real physical vinyl albums. Um, after a while, they just go away. Although vinyl apparently is coming back, uh, it's weird. Yeah, I've uh, heard that. I've heard that. What's What's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? Um, I wish I would have known that I'm I'm capable, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am able, and you know I, I I have a gift, and and that's not a bad thing to admit. And I think. When I first started, um, it took me a really long time to believe that and to to accept that and be and you know and I'm not saying that like to kind of like boost my ego. It's more so um, it's important as an artist to feel that you're you're capable and that even if nobody attention to you like right then and right there, mm-hmm. it's okay. And also like 
as artists, we have a bad habit of comparing ourselves to other artists and other singers and other writers. And, and I did that so much, so much in the beginning. And I, that was very debilitating. And I, I really struggled with that. Um, And so I wish that I would have known that like my journey is my own and you know, I just focus on my own journey, and that's all that I need. Amen to that. Uh, what is the one common myth about the music industry that you want to debunk? Um, that's, uh, ooh, ooh, I feel like there's a lot, but the main thing is that things just happen. <laughs> yes. I feel like, you know, people that are looking in, um from an outside perspective they just uh, you know they just hear the music right and they're like oh wow like cool and or they they might see you playing a show that's like pretty big or you know I had the opportunity to be on MTV and people were like wow like one one person in particular was like wow things just happen for you no no (laughs) ma'am like it's a lot of work a lot of time a lot of tears a lot of rejection (laughs) a lot of like you name it and mostly a lot of time a lot of unpaid time you know and you never know if anything is going to happen right and so you put your heart and your soul into your projects or into your work or whatever it is you're doing and you don't always you're not always received in the in the way you might want to be or your song you might put hours and hours and hours into a release and nobody cares you know but you have to keep doing it you have to get back up and do it again and you know that might take years it might take decades it might take days whatever but people just like to assume that things just like happen and music just appears and it's not this expensive process and timely process amen to that and the thing is also is that yeah we spend a lot of money doing this music thing and it'll take years to recoup the amount of money that you invest listen make doing music making music whatever is an investment in yourself bottom line bottom line because you know, we see these mainstream artists and they're making millions and millions of dollars, but they also sound with big, big labels that are backing them and pushing them. And, and if you're starting out in this music industry, know that you're an independent artist and you're going to have to put in the tears, blood, and sweat into it. That's where we are with that. Um, if you wanted to give somebody some advice what kind of would you give oh shawnee dropped i lost shawnee no shawnee come back come back come back we'll wait for her to come back we actually have a minute and 40 seconds left hopefully she'll call back in let me see so i see her number on here maybe i'll call her from my phone and then maybe i'll just end the show my god (laughs) I'm here talking to I'm like, she's gone. I said, no, don't leave me. Yeah, I don't know what happened. That was so crazy. It just, like, hung up. I was like, oh, I heard if you wanted to give advice, and then it just disappeared. (laughs) So if you wanted to give advice to anybody that wanted to get into this industry, what would it be? Um, I I would say um, 
make sure it's what you really want mm-hmm. because it's uh, <laughs> not easy. And if you're not truly passionate about it, if you're in it for the wrong reasons, if you kind of have like, if you think, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a quick road to stardom or whatever it is, I think that it's going to be a really um, upsetting journey. It's going to be really going to be worth it. And so for me, I like, I love, I love it. You know, like I I love every part of it. I love the grind. I love the creation part of it, but it's also like really mentally exhausting, you know, and there's so many times that I have given up, you know what I mean? And and I come back to it because it's what I want, you know, and it's what I'm passionate about. But if I didn't feel that passion from like the time I was a kid until now, like, I would have, I would have quit and and stopped and not come back to it, you know? So I would say advice that I would give is just make sure it's what you actually want and for the right reason. I can, I can, yes, amen to that because you know what? (laughs) You know, you just have to have faith in yourself and know that you're going to have to do the work. Amen to that because this, and then, you know what? Then beware of the scammers. Yes. And you know what? Like you could be, you know, you could start when you're a teenager and never make it and make it in your terms. I know that's relative. It's different for everybody what that means. But like you could never get your big break or whatever it is that you're pushing for. And you have to be okay with that. You know what I mean? Like you have right. to you have to realize that nothing's guaranteed. It's not like a nine to five where you you know exactly what you signed up for you know exactly what you're going to get out of it and you know exactly what's going to happen in 20 years if you keep at it you know there's no measurement to where you're going and what's going to happen and if you don't accept that then it's going to crush you amen to that that's the truth Uh, well shawnee thank you so much for being on uh chatting with Nat. It's been my pleasure to get getting to know you more, getting to know you well. well, well thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate amazing this. Person. Amazing person. And, <laughs> I mean, my God, you're in you're all inspiring. You took everything off and you pulled back everything up. I love it. I love your story. Um you're just amazing. Completely oh, amazing. Thank you. I I think you're amazing. It sounds like we have a lot in common, to be honest, from you know, the little that I got to listen to you, too. Yeah, we do have a lot in common. I love that. Um, I love doing these podcasts because you can learn so much from everybody. You know, I don't have I don't have the answers to everything, and it's just amazing to hear how many people have had the same journey. Like you, I started out by writing poetry, and then it, it went from there. And um, And I never knew I could sing at all until... I started writing the poetry, and my parents were like, "Ah, you should down the release demo because my father sings." And you know, and I even after the demo, I still didn't feel like I was ready because I was going through some personal stuff. And then later in life, bada boom, bada bang, you know, I got into the music industry, and it's been my saving grace. So I understand where you're coming from. I love that. And all that, all that good stuff. But I will follow you. Um, I definitely would love to do an IG live with you eventually. Um, yes. And, oh, yes. Let's do it. Yeah, and you could sing on there. You could do your thing. We could be crazy. Maybe have a glass of wine while we're chatting. 
um, but have a good time. I'm, I'm drinking a little wine right now. All right. I love it. I love it. Dude, you got to be you. You got to be you. Do it. Um, but have have a great rest of the week. Um, I'll be wait. I can't wait to hear your stuff, the rest of your music. Thank you so much. You have a beautiful week as well. Same to you, everybody. That was pop artist Shawnee Rain on Chatting with Nat. It was an honor to have her. Check her out. She's on Instagram. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.